0: Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 169. I'm your host tonight and I'm joined again by Just Cracker. How's it going, mate? Good,
1: thanks, man. How are you? I'm good, except that this is the second take of <laughs> ah, the intro sorry. to the podcast. It's all right. We only missed the first 10 seconds. It's okay. It's not yeah. like we, we were an hour in.
0: <laughs> should have left it in, but yeah, we. Uh, it's extremely rare that we ever have to like redo something in the podcast, like very, Mm -hmm. very rare. We, yeah, we don't stuff up the intros. We don't go back and cut things out very often. And uh, today started the intro and my mouth just stopped working. So, yeah, take number two. And now everyone knows about it. So I might as well have just left it in. But
1: yeah. Well, it's because you're uh a... you're about to be out of practice. You're I getting am. in out of practice already. I don't, don't quite know <laughs> so how like, that works, but here I'm, we are.
0: I'm, yeah, I've already checked out. It's uh, it's something I don't know if this happens in your work life, Cracker, but in, in my work life, when someone decides that they're leaving, they check out, and it's like, yeah, no, no, I'll work like I'm I'm working up until this day. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 sure, sure. Mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. no, their their jobs fall absolute pieces. So, yep, maybe I'm in that. Point of the uh, the podcast where it's like ah no yep I'm off next week and uh, I'm just I'm, I've checked out I'm done. Fair enough. Can't. Sounds you. about right. Sure.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> let's let's we'll, go with that.
0: We'll, we'll run with that. That's a, that's a worthy excuse. <laughs> yeah, cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, just you and I are back again tonight. Uh, yeah, Chewy is he's been travelling around a lot actually. He was up in he Batemans has. Bay and yeah. he he played some Commander with Hemsey and Mister M. I he believe. did. In Canberra. Yeah, up in Canberra. It's pretty cool. But he should be back on the next podcast because, yeah, as we said, I will not be. I am about to take off on a six-week trip. I did a- uh, on the stream this week, I think you were there for that cracker. We did mm-hmm.
1: some lovely geography lessons. It was, pre- <laughs> it was pretty funny when you're like, where is Austria? Yeah, it's <laughs> just like, uh... It's in Europe know? somewhere, yeah. It's in Europe, yeah. It's, you know, under Germany or something. Yeah, it's somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, figuring out
0: how big countries are in comparison to Australia and how far we're travelling was, yeah, it was good. Something a little bit different. I always like to keep it interesting on the stream. Got to have the snack plate. People come back for that every
1: week. They do. They do. Yeah.
0: Anyway, one of the things we talk about every week on the stream is our awesome sponsors.
1: So, who is that cracker? It's Josh and Pat. Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Wonderful Facebook auction page. Nightly auctions for physical magic cards. You know them. We love them. They're The win it now auctions is, well, the win it now, I said auctions, the win it now posts. Lots, uh, win it now, lot Buy, yeah, win it it now, now, lots. Lots, you just say sold (laughs) and then the cards are yours and then they arrive real fast with the dedicated shipping and the tokens that you get and really good stuff up at the moment. Lots of Lord of the Rings cards making impacts all over the show. So, go check them out, Bazaar, and uh, let them know that The Bean sent you.
0: Very good, and uh, we will be talking a little bit about some Lord of the Rings cards tonight. Uh, we're going to mm-hmm. be a mainly modern-focused podcast tonight. We have not spoken about modern for a while. There is a, a pro tour coming up at the end of the month. There's, there should be another podcast before then anyway, but uh, yeah, we thought it would be a good time to talk about it. there has been a little bit of a shake-up in the modern format, which previously has been a format we've been super keen on, but we've grown a little bit cold on it for a while. But uh, we had some really big news this week, speaking about Lord of the Rings stuff. We did. The One, the one Ring has actually legitimately been found.
1: It has. Found mm. in Canada. Yeah, like, opened by just a random person. In a face-to-face games. I'm, yeah. I'm really happy that it was just a random person, not some yes, like collector or... Um, not collector, but, like, someone who's buying just, you know, like, pallets of product and opening. Like, it would have been really boring if Star City opened it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they were, were like, an odds-on favourite, right? Like, one of those guys, TCG player or something like that, who just cracks literal crates (laughs) of cards to sell. So, it's pretty cool. Uh, It was graded, Shorty. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I read there was a bit of an article posted- not from the person so the person is still anonymous mm-hmm. uh, they've done things the correct way so they move. they cracked it in a pack I believe that they weren't in a store when they cracked it I, th- I believe they were at home but mm-hmm. they purchased from a yeah from a face-to-face in in Canada and they contacted their local store owner and said hey look I think I've opened this thing uh, what do I do and mm. the owner suggested that they get in contact with PSA who is mm-hmm. one of the card grading companies and so they contacted them there was a bit of you know proof that you've got it uh, that sort of stuff and then they apparently like flew to Canada to meet the Mm. person to pick up the card and then they flew to California to where they do the grading Mm. did the grading got some confirmation from wizards that it was actually legitimate somehow and then like flew back to the person and returned it back to the person and yeah, and then it got posted on Twitter that it was graded only graded as a nine,
1: which is well. It's got curling, mate, because it's a foil. <laughs> so
0: I mean, it's in a slab, so I have yeah, no, curling it in, a, in a slab. No, 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 no.
1: It's, it's definitely yeah. curled. The slabs aren't strong enough. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the ring. That's it, it. Is the one ring. It is all Correct. powerful. So yep. got some. I mean, a, a ring is also round, so there's extra mm-hmm. curve on mm-hmm. the. Uh, yeah, no, it's all flavor. Yep. But yeah, so they PSA tweeted to say, "Yep, we've graded." the ring and then mm-hmm. not long after Wizards then retweeted them and said, Yep, we can confirm this is genuinely legitimate. It's it's it is the real one ring. hmm But the person who opened it has yeah has done the correct thing. They have gone through a like an agency who is dealing with all the press, like a press agency who mm-hmm. so any interviews, any anything that, that people want to know, it's all going through this agency. This so this person can stay completely anonymous and just be left out of it. And, yeah, obviously, now they're going through the process of figuring out, you know, what they want to do with it, how they want to sell how it. How to
1: extract the most money they can.
0: Yeah. So, I would assume it will get bought by somebody. We'll find out at some point, And then it will probably just sit somewhere in someone's cupboard or on someone's shelf for ages. And then it, it'll get it'll sold in, like, somewhere yeah. t- in 10 years' time. Just like, you know, when well-known pieces of art get sold and it gets bandied about, oh, this piece of artwork sold for $25 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. It'll be something like that. It'll just pop up in the news every now and then. And yeah, it's not like not like you're going to see someone at your LGS playing <laughs> with the One Ring.
1: It's, uh, no. Unloyal. Well, to happen. not that one. The no, other yes, One rings, there, There's going to be
0: plenty of other The One Rings, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll get into but that. Not, but,
1: not the one of one.
0: Yeah. But we did have a question. I don't know if you've had a chance to talk to our hashtag MTG finance expert, PollyWaffle. Mm-hmm. Is this going to tank the prices on the other cards? Like, we've, we we have sort of said that the one ring is going to prop up a lot of the EV, like the potential EV from collector boosters and from the cards in the set. Mm-hmm. Does it all of a sudden just tank the prices? Like, what what are, what are we seeing? What's it going to do?
1: No. No? No. Not Don't really. Don't think it makes any difference? No. I mean, because it was such a, a fraction, such a tiny fraction of people being able to open it anyway. So... uh Yeah, I think Frank did the maths on it because that's what he's good for, Mr. Carsten. And it's like the total increase of EV across all the packs that it could have been in is like a fraction of a cent kind of thing in terms of what your expected return. So, there's still a lot of really, really valuable cards. Uh, All of the soul rings, you know, the different versions of the um, serialized soul rings are worth a lot of money. And then there's the all the, the commander promos. So the box toppers are all worth quite a bit. And yeah, there's some special foiling the surge foil. Surge foil. Yep. Yeah. So Chris and I cracked some boxes of collector boosters this week at work. As you do. And as as you do, just a casual lunchtime, just open <laughs> open some packs. And he we actually opened a surge foil thorn of amethyst. So it's called oh, something sauce. else, but that's. Um, was worth about 300 I think Chris said, something awesome. like that. So, yep. it's it's a really interesting effect. It's not like a normal foiling process at all. It doesn't look like it's foily all across it. And so, you can look at it and it's sort of flat sometimes. But then as you tilt it, it's it's got more foils and it's kind of, It's It's really hard to describe it. It's kind of- It's got tears almost the, the way that it looks like. So, it's not kind of striations, almost like tiger stripe sort of effect. Yeah, okay. But it, it looks really cool. It's actually more subtle than you would expect for- a name like Surge Foiling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, it sounds like it's over the it, top. It does sound like it would be ridiculous, but it's actually it's actually not. But yeah. uh, there's there's still a lot of really powerful cards and, you know, like the different variants of the One Ring and, you know, Orcish Bowmasters and, you know, like Delighted Halfling and these cards that are starting to see a lot of play already, which we'll, we'll get into. Um, plus, you know, like there's Caracas and there's like Ancient Tomb and Urborg and there's just like a whole lot of really powerful Stuff that's been reprinted that's just going to see a lot of play, and you know, they're sweet. You know, foil variant arts. People, you know, dig that kind of stuff, and they've got Lord of the Rings names. So, I mean, yes, I guess some people will say it's not worth it anymore, but that's like it's li- it was literally the lottery, right? So it
0: was like one in three million or something was the yeah was the odds. So yep. yeah, like my from conversations I had with Chris before the set released, his thoughts were if the if the ring doesn't get opened for you know months you could see sealed product prices going up mm-hmm. yeah, as as people it's like well the odds are actually getting better so yeah. you know rather than a booster being whatever the collectors boosters are like 40 like bucks or whatever eight, uh, oh, i don't even know what whatever they are they yep. you know they go up and then they go up and they go up and and as it goes longer and longer those sealed product prices Go up and up and up, and then as soon as the one ring is opened, those sealed product prices just tank or or drop back to what they should be mm-hmm. for a set of of that age. And yeah, but I I think it's I think it was opened quick enough that it hasn't had that impact on the the prices. So that's cool. yeah, But yeah, I, and that's my plenty of other stuff. Too.
1: Yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, collector boosters are just they are premium product. They pitch that way. They are you know all foil all the way through pretty much, except for, you know, you like your extended arts and other things. So, I don't think they were ever going to go, oh, look, it's an $80 pack. It's now worth $30 because someone no, found it. Yeah, wondering. Right. It's like, no, no, it's now $78. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not dropping that much. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, collector booster, a lot of the Rings, collector booster from Gameology is $55. So oh, okay. There you go. The, the normal price apparently is eighty five. But you, uh, you can get them for 55 But I, I just look at it as I've now just saved $55 because I was going to buy one and now I no I, longer have to. So I
1: got to say, I'm in the same boat. Yep. I was, too, I mean, yeah, opening one of the numbered soul rings would be phenomenal. Those are yes, like yes. thousands of dollars in a card. Yep. Um, but, you know, there's only a few of those around as well. So,
0: yep. anyway. All right. Well uh yeah a couple of other little quick topics before we sort of dig into modern. So I realized uh I think yesterday that there's actually a Command Fest in Melbourne
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> next
0: weekend. So Sure is. You were aware of this. Uh, this is one of those things that, so it is yeah the 15th and 16th of July. And uh, I leave for my trip on the 15th of July. So I think I saw the dates and just went, "Hey, that's when I'm leaving" and just put it out of my mind, but uh, yep. when I was looking up details for the Pro Tour, it was like, "Oh, hang on, there's a there's a Command Fest." So you're the commander person, Cracker. You played some commander with, uh, with a couple of guys. with the With uh, and Matty P, mm-hmm. Polson, Infect Rules, whatever he wants to go by. This week, and I uh, tuned in in the background, did a bit of lurking. Yep. Who, are you, are you going to go? Are you going to try and get there? Like, What, what is the <sighs> event? I've never been to a command fest.
1: But- so, n- neither have I, and sadly, I'm not going. Uh, we have stuff booked in for- My kid's birthday is Christmas Day, Shorty. Uh, yes, I am aware of that. Yeah. So, it's it's a little bit unfortunate. So, in July, we have a day called Leo Day, which is like a second kind of small birthday thing where it can be just about him. And unfortunately, we had plans booked for that weekend before I knew that this was on that weekend. So, I won't be attending. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be at Coburg Town Hall, which is where most of the magic events happen in Melbourne these days, certainly for the last few years.
0: It's not a bad um, venue, like, it's it's reasonably centrally it's, located without being, yeah. like, in the city. Yep.
1: There's cafes nearby and stuff so you can get food and things. Uh, it's fine. It's just- It's a big old hall with a wooden floor and that's about it. There's not much to it. It's it's literally what you think from a town hall. But, um, yeah, Command Fest. So, $60 for a single-day entry or, you know, e- either Saturday or Sunday. You can get, like, a weekend pass for- $180. I don't quite know how that's better. Um, you, you get more stuff. You get you get Yeah, things. you get commander decks and promos
0: yeah, and all that sort yeah. of stuff.
1: Uh, but you can just turn up and play as well. There will be just tables that are casual so you can join in. Uh, you can also join into, like, individual game tickets. So, you know, you, you buy into playing a um, sanctioned, in air quotes, match, which will have, like, a judge. You'll have to have, you know, like proper cars you can't use proxies and things in in those particular types of events and then you know you get like a price payouts so there's ticks and stuff where you can go and you know buy things win things from the prize wall effectively so that's what your yeah, yeah, entry buys you yeah i i haven't been before i imagine there'll be some you know some stuff going on hopefully there's maybe some cosplay and some i don't know if there's any artists uh this yeah time
0: R- around. R- rk post is coming this time oh cool
1: yeah he's great Who, i got uh, I- yeah he's got some pretty cool art he does. I got a bunch of his signatures, actually, at the uh, Melbourne GP mm. many years ago. Yep. Back when I was playing OG Living End. Yeah, I uh- know
0: <laughs> chewy has got the- uh, Storm counters. Storm counters. Like, yeah, they're yeah, really man- cool. Mana symbol counters, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, if you're a fan of his work or if you're not sure, go check out his stuff because it's very cool. And his signatures are awesome. They're like a little- almost like a little hieroglyphic looking kind of thing. It's not like a normal sort of- signature very sweet but yeah that's that's kind of what's happening so i was actually playing yeah with chris and matt to test with them we were playing some cdh which is something i'm quite interested in so we were kind of seeing how the decks lined up and what things to do and not to do and stuff so yeah we had it we had, we had a good time actually the, there um, were many combos and uh, many, many many uh many
0: times i heard uh, I'm pretty sure this person wins next turn, so we need to kill them now, or we need to find an answer. And then yeah. it's like, oh, no, we didn't. We found the answer. Yeah, okay, we're all good. We continue playing. Or no, we didn't yeah. find it. Okay, that person wins. Yeah,
1: cool. Done. Pretty <laughs> much. It's it's actually really. It's a it's a very different game, and it's cool because you kind of play not face up, but a little bit more so. Like you you if you know what the other people are like setting up to do. Like someone like Chris demonic shooted on his turn. I was like, okay, so he can you know get a prime speaker Vanifar. Give it haste and then he has pod. He just wins. Like, you need to be able to kill a creature in response or, you know, do some things. So it was like, okay, do we have ways to interact on the stack and like try to play around all that? So, yeah, it's good. A lot of fun. There's a bit of uh, Thas' oracle demonic consultation. There definitely was. Going yeah, on. I, I definitely did that. A couple of different people <laughs> couple of times, Yeah, yeah. Look, it's <laughs> it's a very easy win to put together. Um, yeah. You know, you just need two cards and then maybe some protection. But uh, yeah, it's it's. It it doesn't always work. So that's that's what makes it fun. It's it's not actually and there was there was one game that took forever. Like it just ended up being an absolute grind fest because there were some stacks pieces in play and you know, like it it made the game really drawn out, really interactive, which is cool. Yep. But um it's not all gonna be like that. They will set it up for different pods and power levels and things. Obviously everyone gauges their power levels differently, but you know, there will be like Dedicated CDH sites or high power commander or whatever they want to call it. Uh, so don't feel like you have to join into those tables unless that's what you want to do. But if you've got, you know, a pre con with a couple of extra upgrades in it, maybe don't try those on. Yeah, you'll find a pod. They'll, they'll <laughs> put you in a pod with other people in a yeah, yeah, similar correct. boat. Yep, absolutely. And you'll have a good time. So With all the other filthy casuals. Hey, man. <laughs> Sometimes just <laughs> casting big spells is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, so Chris and Maddie are going for the They're Saturday, the I believe. Saturday. Correct. Yep. So yeah, if you are going, keep an eye out for two really tall, giant people, and mm-hmm. uh, that'll pro- probably Chris will be wearing either a moist, <laughs> moist <Ab-10 laughs> t shirt or maybe yep. a Magic Beans T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, and awesome. uh, yeah, you you will find them. So yeah, could be uh could be a lot of fun, and uh, yeah,
1: I'm sure you're disappointed to miss it, Cracker. But I, yeah, I am. Got I am planning products, on right. playing more Commander. Yeah, well, kids birthdays and stuff kind of. Yes. They always land on these days, man. It's because there's like a million kids between <laughs> all of us. So. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> there, is, there is many. But uh, yep. you said you found that event while you were looking for details on the next event in yeah. Europe. Yep.
0: So we thought we would have a look into modern because, yeah, we were aware that the next pro tour that was coming up is going to be modern. And, uh, yeah, there is – magic con Barcelona so this is the magic cons are where they're holding all the pro tours now so they are mm-hmm. yeah a big magic festival type thing with uh main events and side events and uh the pro tour and cosplay and they're, they're doing like panels and all that sort of stuff so they they're a pretty big event and uh, yeah this is this is the same so they have from what I've heard the every time they've done this the pro tours kind of been like separate like off in a separate room yes and it's, like, the PT people who, who are busy playing the PT, they don't go and check out the rest of the stuff. And the people who are at the rest of the stuff don't go and look at the- And it's like, oh, Well, they're not okay. allowed
1: to. So, like, the PT people would be allowed to come into the the main con area, but yep. you can't just wander into the PT section, is my okay. understanding. I would have thought for sure, public.
0: like, there would be, like, a viewing, you know, you'd, you'd have th- a, an, a section where you can watch people play. Like, I understand not allowing people in there to to mingle and stuff, but even then, it's like, what's the- What's the, what's the downside to that, other than having too many people in the hall? Yeah, what's going on.
1: Yeah, so I th- I'm pretty sure they put up screens for the coverage and things in the yeah, they do. event yep. area. So there's there's spots yep. to watch the matches as they're going there. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't just let you kind of wander around the PT. But that's I think that's been true of all the PTs before as well. Like they weren't just open up. I've, you I've could never go been to. to one.
0: We'd ha- we'd have to ask Chewie. that. He's the uh, the true. pro tour expert on the podcast, being that he's been there once. Thirty five mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. But yeah, I remember the last the last pro tour watching the coverage. They had yeah, they had a big seating area. They had the commentators up on a stage with the mm-hmm. seating area behind them and then they had projectors. So all the people sort of sitting there were watching projectors of the coverage and you know, obviously speakers set up so they can hear what's going on, that sort of thing. So yeah, really cool like what I actually picture like an esports <laughs> setup looking like, where they're in a stadium and you've got massive screens and you're watching people play with commentary and, and all that sort of thing. So yeah. I, I like that. It it makes it brings the spectacle of the Pro Tour to other people and yeah. you know, to the, you know, sort of general public. So yeah. So that's gonna be on the last weekend of July. So twenty eighth to the thirtieth of July. And yeah, it's gonna be modern. But it's also Lord of the Rings draft. So, seeing it as it is- sure is. Lord of the Rings is the modern set. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way it's worked out. So, they'll be drafting Lord of the Rings, which, from what I've heard, is actually a pretty decent draft format. So As long as you don't draft be green. green. Okay. I haven't heard enough about it to know that much. But
1: yep. Green is basically unplayable, is everything I've seen. Okay. Yep. Mm.
0: But, yeah, these Pro Tour, Lord of the Rings draft, then modern, same sort of deal. You know, three- Three rounds of draft and then constructed for the rest of the day. Then, if you call a five-day two, another three-round draft and then more constructed and then modern for the top eight. But they're also running a seventy-five grand Lord of the Rings limited side event. Now, this is in response, narrative. yeah. I think to so they announced for Vegas, Va- yeah, the Vegas Magic Con that there was going to be. I think it's a hundred grand.
1: It is. It's a hundred thousand yeah. dollar limited event. And it basically sold out immediately. But the
0: tickets were like 200 and something bucks. Like, it was mm-hmm. quite expensive. And, and so, there was a bit of, there's a little bit of, you know, usual magic complaining type thing of people going, oh, you know, they're, they're gatekeeping or whatever. But it, it kind of, from what I've heard from a few people, it kind of legitimized it where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is a high roller event. Like, this is, it's done this way to attract people the you know the pros and the people who really want to go there and and give it a crack because they think they've got a chance like mm-hmm. you're not you're not going to go into this if you're a limited scrub like me because <laughs> it's like yeah. well, I'm literally just throwing 200 bucks down the drain yeah but it gives you an opportunity to go hey I think I'm really good at limited I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is and try and win a bunch of money so yeah the, the vegas one sold out really really quick and then uh yeah they went okay well it, obviously the vegas one sold out to a bunch of Americans well we've got a an event coming up in Europe. Let's do one in Europe. So it's only seventy-five grand this much. I uh, this time I don't know how much only. the tickets are for this <laughs> one, but
1: so the US one I'm just looking. It's a hundred and sixty dollars for the uh, ticket for the hundred K limited open, which yep. actually is sealed yeah, for the okay. first day. Uh, yep. but you have to have a um pass as badge well. To get so
0: you've got to you've
1: got to pay thirty dollars for like the single day thing. So yeah, you you're locked in for yeah 195 US dollars. Yep, which is uh that's a lot of money.
0: It sure is,
1: and it, yeah, sealed but is it's uh, a lot of prize. I guess is yeah. the other thing. So yep, yeah, and
0: and people like that. Like it's it's the same. I don't know how it is still on Magic Online, but on Magic Online there was leagues, and it was like you could do leagues where the prize structure is like flat, where mm-hmm. it's like you know you get. Like first, second, third, fourth, like he gets prizes down a decent way, or you could do leagues where it was like first gets a bunch of prizes, second mm-hmm. gets a decent amount, and everyone else gets nothing.
1: And I think they used to be called eight fours. So like yeah. first prize would get um eight packs, second to get yep. four, and then Yeah, and nothing. I think the other
0: was like four, two, one, one or something like that. Yeah, or it might I think be that's like it. four, yeah, two, two, one, something like that. So it was mm-hmm. it was much flatter. But if you were a spiky player, you always played yeah, the eight fours, because it's like, well, I'm, I'm here to win, so mm-hmm. I might as well get the, the maximum value out of it, as Magic players do. So, anyway, this is coming up. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be modern, and, yeah, we thought we would dive back into the modern format because, you know, we we spoke a little bit about the Lord of the Rings set through the preview season, and we weren't super hyped about it. We didn't think it was going to have a huge impact on modern we, you know, the, the general consensus was this isn't a Modern Horizons power level set.
1: Well, that's what Wizards came out saying. Yes, that, they did. That was yep. them setting expectations, I think. Yep,
0: yep. But there was and definitely some cards that- wow well, lied. I don't know about that. Like, it's only a, a few cards that are actually good enough. And I think they were, other than maybe one of them, like, basically the three cards that are seeing play yeah. is the One Ring, which mm-hmm. we, when we spoke about it- when it got previewed, it was like, yep, this is super powerful and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it will likely see some modern play. Bow Masters, which, yeah, we, we knew straight off the bat, yep, that's going to see, we knew it was going to see legacy play at a minimum. We mm-hmm. thought maybe modern, not sure, we'll see how it goes. And then the one that, we, well, I didn't even know this was a card, is Delighted Halfling. So, yeah. they're the three cards that are really, have really jumped straight into modern and Having quite an effect <laughs> on the format, actually. So, yeah, we thought we'd have a bit of a look at the modern meta, what's going on, what decks are playing the, th- the three cards, and go through that. So, I thought maybe just to start, might be an idea to actually remind people what these cards are. We, you know, we spoke about the Orcish Bowmasters on the last podcast, so we probably don't we need did. To talk about that one. But the One Ring, we haven't spoken about it for ages. So, the One Ring is a four mana legendary artifact. And it's indestructible, and it has when the one ring enters the battlefield, if you cast it, you gain protection from everything until your next turn. And then it has at the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life for each burden counter on the one ring, and you can tap it, put a burden counter on it, and then draw a card for each burden counter on it. So I've heard a lot of people complaining about the flavor fail, like, and I agree, this card should have the text, you can only have one in your deck. In the same way that there's, like, seven dwarfs <laughs> sure. that say you can have seven. Yeah, yeah. that Like, okay. the, Na- the Nazgul in the, in the Lord of the Rings yeah, says yep. you can have nine. Like, mm-hmm. 100% this should have that text. And it would actually make a huge impact on it <laughs> the way would. this card's getting played. It would. So, yeah. Like, the, I guess at a base way of looking at this, it is four mana. You basically get to draw three cards and lose one life mm-hmm. for that. Yep. and you get a turn of protection from everything. So, Because yep. you play it for four, you can tap it, whether it's your turn, your opponent's turn, whatever, you tap it, you put a burden counter on it, you draw a card. So you've drawn that already, and then in your upkeep, you can lose the life, and then you can tap it again. It now has two counters, you draw two more cards. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of value for, for four mana.
1: It's nutty.
0: Yeah, and the thing I'm hearing about this card that he's putting it over the top is what I was just talking about then, the burden counters are on the this specific card. So, mm-hmm. it's putting a burden counter on this one ring. So, if you've got multiple one rings, well, you can, you know, play this one and you get two or three burden counters on it. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm losing three life at the start of my turn. Oh, well, I'll just play another one. And this one has no counters on it. So,
1: I'll just reset that and- uh, Yeah, you've already drawn like life. five cards from the first one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you cast your second one and you get- it's another protection. So- it seemed difficult to evaluate. Like, it obviously seems strong. The thing that I'm, I think I missed the most in this wasn't that, you know, you drew progressively more cards. I never missed that. <laughs> or that it was going to deal me damage. I don't care about that. But the protection from everything until your next turn. Yes. It yep. is. It's it, huge. It, it is time walk. Yep. Like, it, it is actually. Way more powerful than it seems, and until you see it in play, and I've been watching a bunch of streams and a bunch of YouTube and stuff, it just because everyone's jamming it in everything, like yeah, everything you can think of.
0: Colorless, so why not?
1: Yeah, correct. So it's um like I saw people comparing it to Jace the Mind Sculptor, right? Four mana card draws you three cards, you got to put two back, right? But it's that kind of thing, and then people are like, well, it's actually better because it's not double blue. It's not a Planeswalker that immediately dies. It's indestructible, so it's almost impossible to get rid of, right? Unless you've got, like, line Bindings or something. And then it doesn't get attacked the next turn. Like, you can tap out on four with nothing in play. And like you said, draw three cards before your opponent can do anything. Like, they can yeah. commit to the board, but then you've just got- so much resource to work with yeah it's and if, you, if you've got another
0: one to back it up it's like okay well now I've got another turn of protection we, yeah. but yeah yeah that that was the thing that we missed and and you know we said that about oh maybe it'll see play and, mm. and it was looking at it as can you afford to take turn four off to do this thing like yep it's super powerful it's you know four mana lose a life draw three cards at a minimum mm-hmm. and yeah we we just kind of missed that oh hang on if you've got protection from everything mm-hmm. You, yeah, it is just a free turn, mm-hmm. and that is the, the big difference. And, and yeah, yeah if, if you get to untap with it, and you've drawn three cards, and you've had a, a free turn, and then the next turn you get to draw another three cards, like, you just, you are so far ahead, it's it's not funny. So, mm-hmm. yeah, very, very, very powerful. and Drown
1: people in card advantage.
0: Yeah, and the effect that he's having on the meta, we'll we talk about. Like, it has specifically affected a bunch of decks, mm. and we will we will look at that when we get into some of the decks. But, yeah, su- super powerful, and, uh, yeah, definitely becoming a three or four of in a lot of decks, because having multiples is really not a problem. No, <laughs> it's actually it's a, thing, a benefit. It's actually,
1: Yeah, correct. It's the thing you want. Yep. So,
0: because the other this car?
1: card needed to be pushed over the top... Yep, Because <laughs> it wasn't good enough by itself There's a card called Delighted Halfling Which is green mana For a creature, halfling citizen It's it's a hobbit uh, And it's a 1-2 It has uh, tap, add colourless And it also has tap, add One mana of any colour Spend this mana only to cast A legendary spell And that spell can't be counted So legendary spell Shorty, mm. that's, that's Planeswalkers, that's uh, legendary creatures, you know, and it's it's the one ring. Mm,
0: yes, that's convenient.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, convenient is an understatement. So, it, uh, it lets you cast the one ring on turn three and uh, they, they can't counter it. And yep. then- uh, Can't destroy it. Can't destroy it. Is it's real sad about this one, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not looking good for our heroes over here.
0: Yep. I wonder why they didn't call it Delighted Hobbit. Like, I, get, I understand the creature type, like, calling them halflings.
1: Because mm. we already have halflings in magic, don't we? Well, they are halflings. They're called in, like, Lord of the Rings and stuff like that sometimes. Are they?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: Fair enough. Yep.
0: I was just thinking maybe it's, like, it means if they call it a halfling, then it's not specifically a hobbit. And then they might have more opportunity reprint to reprint it.
1: it. Sure.
0: Yep. In other stuff. Yep. So, yeah, this card is... Seeing play in a bunch of different decks mm. as well like not just with the, the One Ring but you know like Omnath type decks like things that want to, that have a bunch of different legendary creatures and, mm-hmm. you know, it's good mana fixing. And yeah, it's just a one mana one two, like it's, it's right Shaman almost.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, yeah, the one two is really huge because it means it doesn't get pinged by Ren and Six. Yes. And it doesn't incidentally get pinged by the first Orcish Bowmasters. So yep. if you're on the draw and you play this on one, your opponent untaps, they cast it, Bowmasters on two, they can't kill it, which is a huge deal. So, the fact that it lives through both of those super powerful two drops that are, you know, again, massively impactful cards in modern makes just a huge difference. Also helps you cast your Ren and Six. Sure does. Well, <laughs> yeah, that no, does. Because, yeah. So, yep. it's it's Cavern of Souls, but you don't have to worry about having Cavern. Yep. It's, and it lets you- Yeah, because Cavern is only legendary creatures. So, it doesn't help with Planeswalkers or-
0: No, Cavern, you name a creature type. Oh, that's right. And it's- and like- when it enters, you name a creature yes. type, don't you? You're right. Yes, you do. Yep, and then and then it's fixed, whereas this is just, yeah, legendary spells. So, mm-hmm. like I said, it's artifacts, enchantments, creatures, planeswalkers, it's everything. Mm-hmm. We've got le- look at legendary spells from uh, a Dominaria set, don't we? We well, sure do. You can say mm-hmm.
1: like Urza's Temporal Something. Sundering. Sundering, yep, it sounds yeah. very right. Bounce yep. some stuff and take a turn. Yeah.
0: Anyway. So, yeah, the other card that he's seeing modern play is the... Uh, Orkish bowmasters which we spoke about and uh, yeah I don't think oh so the other ones oh, there are we'll, we'll, we'll get in we'll get into the others <laughs> when we get into some of the decks so where do we want to go from here Cracker? we want to have a look at the uh, recent modern challenge
1: yeah let's do that
0: yep so yeah we've had a few events since the set released and from what I've heard the first couple of days people were putting like ones and twos of I think cards like the one ring. Into their decks, but mm-hmm. I think a fair bit of that is actually due to the availability. Like apparently, there are over like a hundred tickets for yeah. for a one ring. But I believe at the moment on Magic Online there is the two week twenty five dollar whatever it's called pass thing where you can get access to every card. So I'm oh, not sure when cool. that I'm okay. not sure when that started, right, right. but that may have had an effect. So those, those first couple of days it was like you know really restricted quantities, and now I think people are now able to pay their twenty five bucks whatever get full access to every card and then, um, yeah, put <laughs> four of uh, one rings into into every single deck. So, take us through some of the decks, Gregor. Let's
1: start off with uh, Grinding Station. Sure. This is an Underworld Breach combo deck. So, this has been... This is just a good deck. It's not new. It's been around for a while now. Underworld Breach is a busted card. If you don't know what it does, it's uh, an enchantment that lets you each online card in your graveyard has escape. But the escape cost is equal to its mana cost plus three cards from your graveyard. You exile three cards. But you uh you fill your graveyard really quickly with grinding station and with ledger shredder and emery. Uh you can just kind of tear it balls. Yep. Yep. All that sort of stuff. Spell bombs. Uh and this one is playing a couple of copies of the one ring. Uh so there's a couple of different ways that you can win. You you basically Grind, it use Grinding Station as, as one of the main win cons. So you sacrifice an artifact. This is from Mirrodin Blocks. This is old. But uh, it's an artifact for two mana. It says, Sacrifice an artifact. The target player puts the top three cards of their library into the graveyard. And whenever an artifact comes into play, you may untap Grinding Station. So, you know, you have that with a bauble or something like that and a um, under a breach in play, and you just kind of churn literally through your whole deck. You just, you can basically go, I'm going to shortcut this and say, I put my deck in my graveyard, and then you you know cast stuff back from the graveyard. You you flashback, not flashback, but you then cast a Thassa's Oracle and win the game that way. Or you can just do it to your opponent. So yeah, really resilient. It doesn't seem like it would be, but it actually has a lot of play to it, and you know a bunch of removal spells and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's got four Ragavans and some Ledger Shredders, and mm-hmm. yeah, you can just beat down as well. <laughs> Lightning bolts. <laughs> yeah, and you get to play Expressive Iteration. So. Yeah, never going wrong if you're playing Expressive Riteration, that's what I say.
1: I I would agree with that sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see in this next list? Because this one's interesting.
0: Uh, which list is that, Cracker?
1: Uh, it's the one from McQuinsals in second place. The, uh, is this four colour Omnath? Well, it, it is. So, this one I've got, he's playing two Chalice of the Void, four Wandering, two Omnath, four Solitude, two Dress Down, four Ley Lines. Ley right. Lines, Bindings. And then... Two force negation, four counterspell. Okay. So, interesting. Interesting deck. And then also, like, Teferi's, Ren and Sixes, Supreme Verdicts, Prismatic Endings.
0: Yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised to not see the uh, Delighted Halfling in-, in this one with the amount mm. of legends that you've got.
1: I guess they're trying to just chalice on one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess you Pretty don't want early, or zero. Chalicing on one and then not being able to cast your Delighted no. Halfling, but.
1: Yeah. So, that's, that's interesting. I, I, that's not a list I would expect to see. It's certainly not like a normal <laughs> elementals list or anything like that. There are some other ones that are, um, are more indicative of what we would see. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Then yep. the next one I can see we've got is- um, What have we got? Yorgmoth. Yeah. Yorgmoth combo. So, so Yorgmoth this is-, is
0: a deck that I, I know Chris has played, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm not a Yorgmoth expert. But from what I've been hearing about- this list, it's basically like Yorgmoth is a combo deck mm-hmm. and you can add in, like this list is playing four One Rings, mm-hmm. three Orcish Bowmasters, four Delighted Halflings. It's got all three of the cards. Yep. You can basically just add in those cards and it doesn't affect your combo at all and kind of helps it or like adds in another part of a combo sort of thing from what I'm hearing. But it's, it's just helping your game plan.
1: Pretty much. That's yeah. the way I understand it as well. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen anyone playing this, but yeah. I mean, Delighted Halfling ramping out uncountable Grists uh, is pretty great. And also, like, uh, uncountable Yogmoths and, you know, the One Ring as well. You, you don't really care about your life total with this deck. You end up, you know, kind of gaining a bunch back with Blood Artists and things like that. And then Bowmasters is just a good threat that you're just happy to kind of have. It feels like sort of the perfect shell with the colors that you've got here.
0: Yeah. And it gives you- more fodder for mm-hmm. Yorgmoth. Yep. So yeah, it's, uh, it's two bodies and uh, messes up your opponent's plans. So seems quite good. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, Chris Sixty one a decent amount of
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> this one, as you do, <laughs> couldn't work out what the last cut needed to be. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh dear. And then underneath that, we've got uh, Amulet Titan.
0: Yep. A- again, knock. another uh, poly awful special.
1: Yeah, it doesn't look like it's picked up anything new. Uh,
0: no, no, I could, s- I could potentially
1: see it playing the One Ring. You kind of just want to go fast.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, is, I, I don't is, is, is know. I don't know about on.
1: Yeah, yep. And then you know about this sort of deck, though, shorty. You know about Which Death Shadow,
0: is? Grixis Death Shadow. I do have this list Grixis in front of me. Death yes. Death so, Shadow. this list has picked up. Uh some Orkish Bow Masters and uh, yeah. yeah, it's good to see Grixis Grixis Death Shadow coming back in because it's kinda been dead for for quite a long time. Yeah. Like it it kind of like is it Merktide just kind of took the place of of Death Shadow. It's like this is just a better you are well, kinda doing you're doing yeah. similar things, but you're not killing yourself in the process. And <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I don't yeah. have to go to I don't have to go to four to have an eight eight. Hang on a second.
0: Yeah, I'm going to extreme measures to have this large creature, or instead I could just do the same stuff and then play a flying creature that's really large that continues getting larger without me losing life. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know why this would have done well now as opposed to something. I mean, Orcish Bowmasters, maybe that is enough. Uh, we were saying earlier, Cracker, like sort of looking, you know, we've gone through, what, like six or seven decks so far and mm-hmm. uh, none of them are Merc Nope. Which considering that Merktide is generally the number one deck in the format, in terms of metagame percentage, mm-hmm. it's not there. So is it Bowmasters that's keeping that down? Like Merktide does draw a lot of cards. Yeah,
1: I think that's that's a real big problem for I mean it does play a lot of removal spells as well, but um it just it also is looking to kill on that turn where your opponent gets to draw a bunch of cards with the one ring. And like if that's yeah. your advantage of an Izzet deck is just I get to outvalue you by drawing more cards than you do. If that's not true anymore, then uh, okay. That's, that's not a great place to be. In. Mm. I think I think it's been dropping down a little bit as well. I think that creativity is really kind of in the last couple of months sort of pushed it out as far as being the better is it deck in a lot of people's minds because you basically just get to do all the same things except then kill people more quickly. Yep. So kind, kind of like um, creativity in
0: yeah, pioneer in pioneer, uh,
1: in pioneer yep. over playing, um, you know, the bin chickens. Uh, I yep. think it's yep. in a similar kind of space like that, where you get to play with creativity a bit more of like a draw go kind of controlly game, and then you know you slam a couple of archons in, and then uh, that that usually locks it up pretty quickly. But uh, yep. that deck is also not. In, yeah, yeah. In this. Yeah, and we're,
0: sp- speaking of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. we are chatting about that before. Uh, yeah, so is it creativity, you know, obviously super powerful, super popular, but uh, the One Ring just shuts it off. Because, mm. same thing, you, you can't outgrind it anymore. You don't have the inevitability. I've heard a couple of people talking about this. And the other thing is the protection from everything means that when you slam your Archon of Cruelty into play that says target opponent, well... You can't target <laughs> your opponent, <laughs> so you get a six six that doesn't do anything. Yeah, maybe. Two. I mean, there's six, six sixes. Like, you, it's you not- draw a card, you gain yeah. three life. Sure. And the six that, six it was that, flying, but that,
0: that's not yeah, really what you're going for.
1: Correct. No, that's the, exactly right. That's that's kind of the half of the card. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if that's your your number one game plan, and then the one ring really slows it down, and it doesn't propel you in terms of card advantage way in front. And yeah. the other thing that uh, we were talking about before is making the wandering uncountable. So that's the other thing that, you know, is it creativity is trying to do? And Delver is well, oh, sorry, Delver, um, you know, Mirktide is yeah. uh yep. is sitting on like Spell Pierce, spell pierce and, and, and those yep. kinds of interactive spells. But if you can't do that, that's a real problem.
0: Yeah. So the list I've I'm, I'm pulled up, a there is a creativity list in the challenge that I'm looking at. It's down in 18th. That's the, the highest one. And uh, yeah, running for four Spell Pierce, but actually running three... Main deck reprieve, which mm. does counter, well, because it doesn't counter, it it does help you against the one ring. It is is two mana, which is rough, mm-hmm. but it, it is it's worded. I I didn't actually realize this when we looked at this as a preview, but it's worded differently to remand. Like it is. remand counters the spell and then puts it back Returns in the hand, mm-hmm. which when it's uncounterable, that doesn't work. Whereas reprieve is just return target spell to its owner's hand, draw a card. Yeah, so
1: it's it's like OG to the creature. Yep, did the same thing.
0: Yeah. So yeah, like this creativity list I'm looking at, yeah, we've got three reprieve, we've got four spell pierce, which doesn't work if they've got the delighted halfling, and then yeah, four ley line bindings which can deal with the ring once it's down, but you've got to have it then and there. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, your your icon of cruelty is just not good enough. So yeah, maybe we'll see you were talking earlier, Cracker, about maybe will you know, the creativity list will change what creature they're they're playing. Like I think you said what did you suggest?
1: Sundering Titan, I've seen people yep.
0: talking about. Just blow up people's
1: lands. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a bunch of Triomes in play and your opponent gets to blow up five of them, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> matter how many cards <laughs> you've got in hand if you can't cast them. So, but uh, i tell you what though, shorty. There's there's a deck underneath this one that does does not play Triomes. does not play very many lands at all. And I'm kind of what excited. What is that? It's Living End, man.
0: Oh, your old, your old my, bow. My
1: old, my old favourite. It's, uh, it's, it's had some more upgrades and some, some upgrades from Lord of the Rings in Oliphant and Generous Ent. And they've basically just taken the lands out of the deck and put these ones in instead because you get to do <laughs> mountain cycling. So Oliphant has mountain cycling for colorless and the Generous Ent has forest cycling for colorless. So that doesn't mean basic either. So that means you can get your breeding pools or your stomping grounds and things like that. Now, Shorty, I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but I used to play a card in Living End very long time ago called Valley Rannet.
0: No. Mate, how do you not
1: remember this Alara Reborn Common All-Star <laughs> that had Mountain Cycling 2 and Forest oh, Cycling 2? Nice. Right. Let me tell you, in a Living End deck that is not playing very many lands, the difference between a Cycler for 1 and a Cycler for 2 is about a 1000 Yes. Uh, and particularly when you're like hurting for land drops, which is one of the things that happens. It's living in it has got a weird tension where you're trying to cycle as much as you can. And you're, you can, you quite often start with a single cycler on hand and then you're trying to draw into more and then more. But lands obviously stop you. And so by cutting the, the number of lands you've got in total and just increasing the overall density of the creatures, but those creatures then finding you the lands when you need to. Because you have to hit three, right? None of your spells cost less than three. That's the whole joke of the deck, right?
0: Don't have Simeon Spirit guide anymore.
1: Do not have Simeon Spirit guide anymore, which is kind of sad. Uh, that card was, yeah, kind of broken. Broken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, de- it's definitely not a fair magic. If we we're just, we were like, oh, free spells. But looking at this, you know, it plays uh, Force of Negation and then it plays Grief. This one's got Furies in it as well. There's, you know, Street Race, which you can cycle for free. So, there's a whole bunch of different stuff that you can get up to. But uh, we're talking about free cards, Shorty, and I was like, oh, there's a sideboard card that people are talking about. I'm in one of the living in Facebook groups to keep up with all the, the tech. And one of the- <laughs> there's another card called Commandeer, which is- oh, uh,
0: I've played that card.
1: Commandeer is five blue blue, which seems really good in a deck that's got 14 lands. Uh, <laughs> it's an instant Uh, But as some other text. It says, you may remove two blue cards from your hand from the game rather than pay Cometeer's mana cost. And it says, gain control of target non-creature spell. You may choose new targets for it. And then the the rules text is, if that spell is an artifact or an enchantment, the permanents come into play under your control. So, this is what people are talking about as like a really clean answer to just delighted halfling. Yep thing into play i'll just steal it Mm because you're not countering it you're just commandeering it
0: yep just going that's mine
1: just i'll (laughs) take that um (laughs) i don't know whether that's real or actually good but people seem interested so it's it's worth looking at and another card that people are talking about is called press the enemy which is a instant for two blue blue and it says return target spell or non-land permanent an opponent controls to its owner's hand, you may cast in an or sorcery spell with equal or lesser mana value from your hand without paying its cost. So it's another one of those cards that let you to cast living end from your hand without yep. um, having to kind of go through some of the stuff. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting choice. Uh, some upgrades that, you know, it's, it's the old joke that like looks like Dredge got some new toys, but now it's like looks <laughs> looks like Living End got some new toys. And just <laughs> slowly working its way back through. But uh, this one, this list is kind of more back to like the way it I used to play it. Yeah, just yeah. kind of more aggressively cycling, just big creatures, and then yep. you're looking to like violent outburst, end of turn, untap, yep. and just smash face. Which yeah. I always really enjoyed about it. You just, you go from nothing to 25 power in, in you know, an end step. Always felt pretty great. Your yeah. Like, yeah oh, it's like, just, unt- just untap and,
0: yep, you're dead. Yep. Cool. Easy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the like, since you played it previously, like, it's mm-hmm. yeah, having grief is <laughs> mm-hmm. really good. Force of negation is really good. Yes. And just that, yeah, like you said, like, dropping your land count means you can fit more, either more Cascade cards, like, this, the list are running 12 Cascade cards. Mm-hmm. Or more cyclers or creatures to to get in your graveyard. So so much of your deck is free or one mana to to cast, and, and it's just cycling through, cycling through. Hit that third land, cast your spell, force negation back up, and yeah, you you're good to go. So still doesn't beat a uh, turn four one ring when they've got protection from everything. Because uh, that's true. But your then creatures you get uh, your creatures more.
1: count as Part of the everything Craigger. they do, they do, they, they really do. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You don't get to attack through that. But that's right. Then you get like a whole nother turn to just cycle away to your heart's content. Yep, yep. <laughs> or, or, or something. I'm not saying the deck's perfect, but uh, it's 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 legitimately very strong again. Uh, yeah, which is cool. At, at, like there's a lot of really strong decks, and I think one of the most interesting things to me is no one knows what the best home for the wandering is. Like, nah. it's pro- people are just jamming it in existing shells, but there's a pretty good chance that whatever it's actually best in is new or, like, a, just, a, a you know, something that hasn't been on anyone's radar for a long time. And the people that are going to break it are not going to tell you for another yeah, few weeks.
0: You'll find out at the Pro Tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there's a lot of the, the pro testing teams,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, like, uh, listen to the competitive magic with the carnies with Mengucci and Javier and Anthony Lee. And yeah, they are just not talking about modern. They haven't been for, for a little while and won't be talking about modern for the next couple of weeks because they don't want to give stuff away. So yeah, it's un- un- you're unlikely to hear much modern content from people who know what they're talking about. <laughs> You'll hear modern content from people like us Whoa. who just make wild guesses. But uh, yeah, people are going to be trying to, to hide things and yeah, it'd be cool. Like the, I'm gonna be probably in the middle of nowhere when this pro tour is on. I'm hoping I can get enough internet to uh, to actually watch some. Cause yeah, going back and watching modern is is gonna be cool. So like looking at the like this modern challenge results, it's mm-hmm. I've got to go down. So there's a there's a Grixis Death Shadow in fourth and ninth. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two Hammer times in like the top sixteen. And it's just like there is just so many, and then you get further down, and it's like, oh, there's burn, there's yeah, there's hammer time, there's Jeskai control, there's just a random
1: black green scam. like
0: rock deck. There's yeah, there's Raktor scam, there's burn, there's mono red mid range. What on earth is that? I gotta open that deck list because who knows what's going on there. It's uh, I think it's mid range because it's oh, uh, it's it's mono red blood moon. We've got uh, season pyromancers and blood moons and fable of mirror breaker, but okay, sure, it's yeah. Kind of feels like modern <laughs> has gone back to the. Uh, it's wide open again. The Ten years ago, which is what we loved when it was like super wide open. Although listening to a few people on podcasts recently, they they talk about how like this is what we love, like mm. as in the casual competitive players who play occasionally, whatever. This is what we love. Like we love mm-hmm. to be able to go. I can play whatever I want. There's like forty decks in modern, and I can pick almost any of them up, or I can have my pet deck and play and have fun and do well but that's not what pros like because that it means they can't target a metagame they can't pick a deck that's going to you know people are going to play this deck so we can pick this deck because that beats that one and we can you know have these sideboard cards and these cards in the main deck and whatever to to beat that metagame so there's this real tension I guess from like Wizards point of view where it's like hey look Modern's amazing Pioneer's amazing you've got heaps of different decks but the pro players hate it <laughs> And yeah, the general public's going, yeah, this man. is awesome. But then, if you have a format where it's like standard, where it's there's three decks and that's it, the pro players love it because they can, you know, figure out those little intricacies and, and whatever. But the general public hate it because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's only three decks and it's really boring. So, yep, it's it's you know, it couldn't be making Wizards' job any easier or uh, getting their uh, their formats right. Uh, there's still, I mean, going through the list, like there is still mono green Tron, which for sure <laughs> has to be a list that is playing the one ring, but I've it pulled the list be. up and it, it does not. I also think no, that, no, it is. Um, it is, yes. I don't, I, sorry, I was, I was missing it there. I, I have actually noticed and I've heard a little bit from people lately that the mono green lists are moving away from being Karn liberated and Ugin heavy. And they're mm. moving more into running cityscape levelers and sundering titans and more main deck worm coils and playing more creature based stuff. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, back in the day, turn three Khan liberated was backbreaking. It's like, yep, turn three Khan, exile your land, and then just take over the game from there. And now it's like, that is just not, that's just not good enough. And there's a million How? ways to counter your <laughs> turn three Khan. How is that possible?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I imagine uh, we'll have to look at some copies for Etron as well. Feels like, yeah, know, yep. even if it's just one in your wish board, yeah, seems like definitely a really solid target to yeah. go and fetch up.
0: Uh, any other lists you want to highlight to people? There's mono black coffers kicking around, which Holly was uh, was super keen on. That's also playing the One Ring.
1: It is. Yeah, I was watching yep. Mingucci play that tonight. Actually, I was. He was jamming some leagues. It's um, he he won a, his last game in f- a minute twenty. I think he had like started the last game with like two and a half minutes on the clock and finished it with like forty five <laughs> seconds left or something. So Wow. Just, just went aggro beat down. Uh yep. yeah, the Coffers deck actually seems strong. Seems interesting. You know, uh, can do a bunch of things. Turns out when you've got um limited mana, you can kind of just do whatever nonsense you want, like hardcast emeracle. Yep. Pretty pretty great way to do it.
0: Yeah. Um there's there's the domain zoo list which as G was playing in mm-hmm. uh in Melbourne a few months ago, with sign of Draco's and territorial territorial carvus and all that sort of stuff, it's a,
1: an interesting deck. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. No no new cards in there though. It can kind of just do whatever you want, which I think is awesome because you can just play burn or you can play infect or like any of those kind of things that you want to. Are they going to be like the absolute tippy top of tier one? No, if you know what you're doing though, kind of doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. And that's what we were saying before. Like, that's that's what modern used to be, where it's mm-hmm. if you have your deck and you know how to play it really well, you're going to have much higher win rate than just picking up the deck that people think is the top deck. That's, that's just kind of wasn't how modern has worked. Uh, that's not how modern used to work. Mm. I think over the last couple of years, it that has changed a bit. And there was definitely a, a tier, you know, the, the a few tier one decks and then some tier two decks and whatever, and then just a bunch of random stuff below that. But hopefully this set is enough like maybe just these three cards going into the set is or into the format is enough to even modern out and make it exciting again so yeah gonna be interesting i i i think i there's like i don't know six decks out of there that i would be happy to play mm-hmm. <laughs> if we had a modern tournament yeah just <laughs> comes down to what cards chris has because I don't have any of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, we did we did open a play set of August Bowmasters while we were Ooh, very some nice. packs. So there's, there's some of those running around. But yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna try and make a recommendation. I don't think no. I, I think it's too early and like there's yep. no big event coming up that we're doing that sort of thing. So just keep your eyes open. See what you know, what takes your fancy and see what people are doing. But yeah I'm I'm definitely very keen for this this PT. It's gonna be sweet. Yep. Yeah, it should be cool. Yeah
0: I'm I am definitely hoping that I can managed to get enough internet reception to watch some of that or if not i might uh, yeah have to go back and watch some some replays or something but yeah it should be really cool so keep an eye out for that i'm sure that uh, you and chewy will talk about that a little bit more heading into the event with mm-hmm. the, uh, the next for podcast sure. and Absolutely. maybe by then we'll have a few more events played we might get a bit more of a metagame idea and, and all that but yeah safe to say that despite not being a modern horizons power level set it is actually having an effect on modern, which is really cool to see. I would like to see if if this has the effect that it seems to be having and it's not broken and it's like, oh, okay, the one ring has ruined everything sort of thing. I would love to see this going forward when they do these modern sets, Not which always frustrated me with the Modern Horizons sets where it's a full shakeup and you have to yeah. have all these Modern Horizons cards and there's so many of them and you have to have them. Otherwise, your deck's just gone. It doesn't, doesn't exist yep. anymore. Yep. And so if it's just, oh, yeah, here's three cards that you can add in in some decks, then that's perfect, and it changes the format. So hopefully that's what we're seeing. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for more modern stuff in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do us for tonight. Last thing to mention on the way out the door, our league, the Stage 2, is about halfway through. We've nearly finished the Round 3 of the Swiss rounds. And so far we've only got one player on 3-0, and which is Wunga Sith. There's still a couple, I think three matches left to be played in round two. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've got Azzy G and Joffrey Bieber, who I think they're playing, they might actually be playing right now. One of them will progress to 3-0 and and uh, yeah, we'll have two players sitting on the uh, the top of the ladder at 3-0. and So awesome. it looks like a 4-2 record is enough to qualify you for top eight and mm-hmm. maybe one person may sneak in on a 3-3 and record. It uh, just depends how it, how it all goes and with breakers and that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, cruising along nicely, which is good to see. And uh, not surprised to see the people up at the top of the ladder who are there because they are, yeah, very good Magic players. So keep getting those matches done and, uh, yeah, we'll keep posting updates in the Discord and then the, the finals, the top eight will kick off in a couple of weeks' time while I'm away. So that's going to be your job to sort that out, Cracker.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sounds like news to run? me, but sure, we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> Let's I promise you, the, <laughs> the, the games will get played. We will have a winner.
0: Yep, yep. We're going to get everyone to roll the dice, and that will determine who the winner is. Doesn't no, we're going to do flavor wins. <laughs>
1: you just turn your deck face up and show them why your deck's better than your <laughs> opponents. Nice, yep, sounds good. All
0: right, so, yeah, that's going to do us. Uh, yeah, if you do want to get in on our future leagues, there will be one more league for this year, so... Uh, to get in on that just come and join us in the discord the link for that is in the show notes as always as well as a link for our merch store if you want to grab some sweet magic beans gear you know maybe maybe if you order it right now you might get it in time for the command fest next weekend and you can rock up in your magic beans hoodie or whatever but uh that's probably unlikely either way go and buy some because it's cool stuff and uh, all the money from that just goes back into prizes for the different things we do we also get money and prizes and things from our awesome sponsors, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. So just go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au and uh, join the Facebook group. Check out the daily auctions. And then if you want to find us anywhere, you can just go to magicbeanscast.com. We've got all of our links there for YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Peace Inc. And you are Cracker?
1: At Joel Hill underscore.
0: Very good. So that is it for this week. Thank you as always for listening. Stay safe out there and we will see you next time. Well, I won't. I'll be gone. Enjoying my holiday.
1: I'll be here. See you everyone. Bye.